1: Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today I'm joined by Cho Lin Moy, alternative and Chinese medicine expert and founder of Integrative Healing Arts NYC, where she helps couples conceive naturally using her fertility protocols and Chinese medicine. Our conversation today is an introduction to Chinese medicine as a regenerative approach to wellness. And a focus on health span, not lifespan. Listen in to find out why Cho says you are your best doctor, and why it's so important to manage your thoughts, whether you're trying to conceive or simply support your best health. Cho, welcome to the podcast.
2: Oh, thank you for having me, Julie.
1: <laughs> I am excited for our conversation. I uh, cannot wait to share. You with my audience. I know listeners are going to get so much value out of this.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
1: So, I have so many things I want to ask you, but I love to start just to give listeners a feel for you of, you know, how did you become interested in Chinese medicine or decide to, you know, practice Chinese medicine and specialize in helping women, you know, naturally improve fertility?
2: Great question. (laughs) So yeah, Chinese medicine is not necessarily, you know, something that, you know, it's not on the, the, the list of, let's say occupations, you know, to choose when you're at school. And I would have to say, I mean, I, I was in business before. So I've had several, incarnations. But one of the things is, is that the big part of it is the paradigm of it, the philosophy that is in East Asian medicine, and really the idea that you are helping a person to heal themselves, right? That we are, we have this natural ability and it's, you know, Chinese medicine or East Asian medicine is about transformation and not transaction. Right. So the idea is that you're not going to be on herbs for life or medication for life that you are able to regenerate yourself. And so I kind of look at like Western medicine. So I grew up in a family in Western medicine and it, you know, the science part of it, the, that was interesting but the idea that, you know, people are sick and once they're sick, they really never get better. And unless they're taking medication. So there, there's a, an an idea, which is very different where, you know, the Western model is kind of a degenerative medicine versus regenerative. And, you know, you cut yourself and you're able to, you know, your, your body actually will heal it, right. will close up the wound. And so This is why would we say like in certain cases, oh, it'll never change because we're always in this process of of change and evolving and really getting well, not like not getting sicker. And so philosophically, with Chinese medicine, we're looking at their eight branches that include not just acupuncture, but body work, herbal medicine, food Food medicine, food theory, exercise, mindfulness, like a, a kind of a meditation. We also have a uh, feng shui, which is looking at your environment in, in the flow of energy, and then also astrology. Right, like this is like we are part of the cosmos, and it's a spiritual medicine. Right, it's not a religion. It's a spiritual medicine, and it's about the individual kind of get, helping themselves to be better. And so this is a really it resonates. You know it resonates with me that yes, you can get better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you may need help. Yes. And 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 it's not to say that western medicine isn't helpful and life-saving. It's just that model, that's their really kind of like their only model <laughs> of like oh you needed us because you weren't able to overcome your situation and therefore you're almost like a disabled person that'll always need this. You know, once you got to this point, then, um, you know, it, like no hope. Right. So in East Asian medicine, it's really like you, the, the idea is you're always working in a practice, like this practice of getting better practice of consciousness and mind body connection, right. Cause when we're aware of our, of our body, our mind, our thoughts, our energy, we can do something about it. If we don't, we say like, oh, I don't even know. Like with, with women, I, I find like, oh, where are you in your cycle? They're like, oh, I don't know. I have to check my phone. And it's kind of like, how's this electronic object knows more about you than you know about yourself, it's actually, you know, happening in your body that, you, you know, and, and so you start to see the the difference of almost like outsourcing all of your parts to someone else or something else. And that's really causes like this, we call like a cognitive dissonance or Mm -hmm. like feeling like you're disassociated from your own self. And, you know, one of the things, I mean, maybe this is kind of like a, a different kind of conversation is that the more the technology we start to see, the more of this kind of aloneness and not really feeling connected, even though we have connection, right. But not, not even the connection with ourselves. Right. right. And so really that medicine is really like, you are your own doctor. You're your best doctor, right. You're going to, I can't tell you how you feel. You know, how you feel, you share with me how you feel. and I can try and help you to feel better. Right. And so it, it, it's a collaboration. Also, it's, it's not a power differential. It's not a hierarchy, right? And that's the, you know, when we look at the, the Western, we're looking at the health model also, is the idea that there's this hierarchy. Someone has more power than you over your health destiny. And so getting back to how did I end up, you know, being attracted to it <laughs> is really like something that is, for the rest of your, of my life, that I can be studying this medicine because there's thousands and thousands of years yes. of of evidence of cases of really learning from the natural world without you know like you know like real evidence of people who were very ill or had problems and these are different kinds of solutions It's also not a one size fits all. It's really different tenants and guidelines to look at, right? And so that's also, you need to always be working as a practitioner to make yourself better in order to help your patients. Amazing growth opportunity for you. (laughs) You Yeah, yeah, because I always want to get better. I mean, it's it's exciting, you know,
1: that's that. Grow, always growing and healing and changing and learning and you know, expanding. You you hit on so many things. I wa- I want to dive into, but I, I want to just highlight. I mean, things the things that I said. You know, we've never talked about Chinese medicine before on the podcast. Yay! But and and so somebody who's completely unfamiliar probably is sitting there thinking, well, these are the things Julie's always talking about on the podcast, right? it's, It's this difference of, you know, yes, not only can we heal, we're created to heal and the difference in approaches and models. And I always say, you know, God forbid I need emergency surgery. I am going to a Western trained acute care surgeon, which you may have a different take on, yeah, but it, I think it, that's it, what it's really designed for and what it's good at. And the rest is, tends to be a disservice to people. correct.
2: It's not, it's not, it's actually, it's being, it, it's being used inappropriately. Right. So yeah. it's like every time you go to an emergency room and what are you going to get emergency medicine? Right. And those medicines are really for our life saving, right? right? They get you from being going one direction to go the other direction, but then that's it. But then then what? And <laughs> what then what? This? So right. so the idea is you want to never get to that you you want to avoid getting to that place by, you know, being responsible for your health, for the right. choices you make. And that means, you know, making sure to educate yourself, to cut through all of the, the information that's, you know, that is uh, driven by industries that also are able to kind of say things <laughs> that may not really be true. So it's important for everybody to take charge of their, you know, of educating themselves. And I
1: love that, that you say that I wanted to circle back to that. And then, and one other, at least one other point that you made as far as, and it is the model most of us grew up in, right? The doctor has all the answers. We go for the fix and, and people tend to get into this cycle of, you know, they, they want the pill. They, they believe like that's the answer go get a pill, go, the doctor will fix you. Don't be disrespectful. Don't question the doctor. Don't, you know, and, and you and I spend our time saying like, no, no, it's you. This It doesn't, is your sound, body. It doesn't
2: resonate. You know, that that's yeah. the thing is when, you know, someone will, or like a test is like a sentence and, Oh, that means this. Because we're always in this state of movement and growth and shifting, right? We, gen- yeah. we regenerate our, our, you know, our whole body is, we get completely new cells, like every single cell in our body gets, you know, regenerated or replaced over a certain period of time. Usually say a seven-year cycle, which interestingly is one of the cycles in Chinese medicine that they talk about growth cycles, you know, from zero to, you know, your reproductive cycle, you know, like, and they, they tend to be the, like in alignment with, let's say, hormonal shifts and surges that bring, you know, puberty on and bring on adulthood and then being able to, you know, hold a baby and then later on into menopause, right? So we look at different stages of growth and development. And so it's very nice. From that perspective, we look at the, you know, the ancients, we're looking at, oh, by the age of seven or so, you know, the baby teeth fall out and you get the adult teeth. And then the hair actually grows in, you know, like kids usually have like very thin and then they get to a certain age and you see that they start to grow and their, their voice changes and then menarchy, you know, comes up. And so you start to look at the energy um, or their chi, their life force. What is it at different stages and that's the physiological and neurological development, right? And, and in, in terms of, you know, learning and experiencing the world and getting that feedback. So very much so, the ancients looked at that as well and were like, oh, there are different stages that occur or, or, or let's say surges, right? Like growth spurts and, and evolution evolving. So we always have that ability. It doesn't really that. stop. It might slow down a little bit, like we don't have to keep growing tall, like that that kind of Okay, we're we're good, we're, you know, we've reached a certain height or, but the rest of it is all a matter of really like, you know, making sure everything's working really well. And when it's not to do something about it, you know, to repair it. And that's right into that regenerative. Right, we have the capacity to regenerate. Right. Yeah. Every day we do. But once we get an interruption or something happens, it's it's not the, the symptoms or, or when we experience what we call illness. And I'm, I'm looking at a new looking at it from a new rate, like a reframe of when you experience those symptoms, which everyone calls getting sick. If we look at it as more as like getting well, your body is in the process of getting well, which means spiking a fever to push out an infection, right? right? So we always look at it as, oh, that's a bad thing. We're getting signal. Actually, your body is helping itself to get well. It's doing this thing, which may be feel unpleasant, but you have to look at, oh, it's, (laughs) it's serving a purpose and we need to help it along, not suppress it. Just like, okay, something else is going on. And- the beauty with chinese medicine we look at the whole pattern it's not just like oh i have a stomach problem the problem my stomach oh i have digestive issues i have like constipation diarrhea that it, that's the problem is the intestines it's like actually there's a systemic thing going on because that's where you're identifying symptoms and the inflammation but we've got to look at where did it begin. Yeah, it's it's right. part of a full on something else as a trigger, you know. So this is the the, the starting point where it's alerting us, but it's more than just the symptom. I I love that, and I there
1: if I if we circled back to everything I wanted to hit on, we would yeah. be here for three hours. Sure. But but this idea, that I I want to circle all the way back because you you just. Sure brought it up again and about awareness,
0: right? Yes. About
1: this disconnect that, that we have from our bodies. I see this especially in the autoimmune community. I think in general, because of like you mentioned technology and society, you know, and 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 but then especially once people are experiencing symptoms and it, it's almost like it becomes a survival skill to to disconnect. Right. To, you know, I'm not going to focus on the pain. And especially if you're in that mindset of there's nothing I can do about it anyway. And so it's so important. I I say it all the time, you know, your symptoms are information like that. That's your body is telling you something. So do you have them trick question here, but like, what is, a way that, that, you know, you help people reconnect. Like, do you have a recommendation for people? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Well, one of the most, the, the best things for people that are that have autoimmune conditions, right, we know that stress is a huge factor, right? And so that is the nervous system that needs to regulate itself. And so I will look at, we look at their adrenals. uh, And from there, we're looking at their, you know, they're experiencing anxiety, right? Because that is actually in in Chinese medicine, we're looking at this connection between the heart and the small intestine, right? And anxiety, when we're looking at the mind, not the brain, we're looking at those like thoughts of worry and overthinking things. And so what happens is when someone is experiencing you know, inflammation, and they don't know where it's coming from, then it starts the like, what did I do? What is it? What did I eat? What? I, and, and then lots and lots of overthinking, and more stress, which then in turn, like creates that vicious cycle. And so looking at eliminating things that well, first identifying stuff, that is like a source And, and eliminating it. And I mean, not just like food stuff, like there, there are definitely guidelines. You just need to like eliminate lots of things that are inflammatory, just move them out, give your body a break, simplify it. So you're not overloading it. And then the other thing too, is, you know, there are people that are triggers, certain situations to be addressed, like And, you know, oftentimes there are big events like moving or a new job or, you know, someone becomes really ill or having a child or, you know, children going away to school, getting married, getting divorced, so, like they're all of those things. And then, you know, this other one, they said there are 10 big things like moving and stuff. But also I think they need to put on the list is infertility, right? yeah. The, the Many of the, the patients that I see, one of the biggest things that's going on is they're so stressed out because it's not happening. And so very similar, the, there's this aspect of not knowing what's going on. Why is it not working? It really should work. I'm doing everything right. Uh, there's this aspect of perfectionism. Like I, I There's like ah. a chapter in my book where I talk about perfectionism, and I am definitely certain that... You know, when someone has a autoimmune condition where they'll have like flare ups, random flare ups, or or they're so far away from, let's say, what the trigger was for it. That it becomes like a, a kind of like a source of paranoia or yeah. post traumatic stress because it's, it's like totally. you never know when it's going to come. And then there's this idea of like, oh my god, if I get on the train, like in New York, I have patients who are like, well, oh, I'm afraid if I take the train and it stops in the tunnel or there's a delay and I'll be stuck there. And if I have it, like if something happens, and as they think about that, then they start to experience it. So really understanding how important it is to manage what we think right because there is the mind-body connection whether you believe it or not right, right. <laughs> whether, you, whether you want to admit it or not and the thing is is that then you really need to manage your thoughts And that's that's a big part and, and one of them it, it also is like oh well, I'm never going to get better and what I have to say, and this is something that the more I, I've learned more about this doing you know s- s- studying in this you know doctorate that I'm working on <laughs> was you know with alternative complementary medicine that a lot of Western trained doctors first of all they're not trained in uh, that there could be something else like why don't you have your patient they may say oh lose weight or you know do this but they don't really have the tools to help somebody. They may not know, you know, how to personalize. They don't have the time because of the model, but off also they don't believe that people can change. And it is hard to do that. So they may not even say like, Hey, listen, I want you to see a person. This is what you're going to need to do. And then you come back to me, or we're going to put you on medication for now." However, you are going to need to do these other things, right? Often it's just write the prescription or they'll say, you're going to take this medication the rest of your life. And, and I hear this more and more with patients that are a little bit older, you know, in their 50s early 60s you know a lot of women that pass through that are going transitioning in through menopause they'll have you know palpitations or the, the, not just the hot flashes but other other things going on right their chemistry changes and uh, cholesterol a little high here or there and then they get into that funnel of oh you're you're this age you're female you've got this you've got that and then it's all fest- of a sudden the they're climbing. on three or four medications huh right and they will say, you're going to need to take this the rest of your life. This is not the first time I've heard this. I think I will Please, I was to that. told that in my 30s. Yeah. and But the thing is, is that's not true. No. That is from the perspective of, you know, pharmaceutical companies, perspective of when they do the clinical trials where they're only following people for, you know, maybe up to a year after, right. right. And for specific things. And well, we can-
1: and if you're not addressed, look, if you just start a medication and then stop it, you're going to be where you were in the beginning versus we're talking about doing other things.
2: You need to do something else. Address yeah. the, the causes so. I mean, things like obesity. Oh my gosh. And like the, the heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, like these are like, they're also reversible they are reversible. And the thing is, is that, but if you don't believe that you can do anything about it and you yeah. go somewhere and they say, well, the only thing you can do is take this medication right? and there's no guidance of like, if you, if you want a better, because even taking medication, people have a very poor quality of life. right? And so that we're talking about is not just living longer we're looking at longevity and that's a, that's a practice in, in Chinese medicine. We're looking at health and wellness, longevity, meaning you're living long and healthy lives. Right. We, we call it like a health span, not a lifespan, right. right? But like it, like your health, what are you doing every day? You make a choice of what you're going to eat. Are you, these are the things no one's forcing you to eat certain ways. And yet, People believe they don't have a choice. Yeah. Right. That, that, that the only thing they can do because there's missing information. And unfortunately, a lot of physicians I mean, it's true. It's very hard for people to make changes, especially with diet. Right. It's, I think there so is some. Why study. There are
1: co- I joke all the time if it were easy, I, there wouldn't be coaches.
2: Like, there's a reason I have a job. Is right? a easy? right and the thing is is that you know changing someone's diet is like asking them to change the religion it's very much ingrained in their system of reward emotionally emotional attachment to it. there's so much to it so much and, to it
1: yeah which and, goes back to that managing your thoughts you know we were talking you were talking about it as far as you know stress cycles right getting into that that kind it's of it's more struggle. than that it's, it's really it's like everything
2: e- yeah. I woke up this morning
1: and I said I, I i woke up and I said oh I'm tired and I, I like caught I was like oh I'm not starting the day that way I I looked over and I said no I just haven't had a surge of energy yet <laughs> <laughs> because I caught, I was like, that is not, I am not setting myself up to have a day where like i tired, could-
2: tired. Right. And you could, yeah. I mean, you'd say like, I Oh, I, I, I feel tired. I have to be mindful, like tick to make sure to, you know, manage my energy today. And I need to adjust, you know, some of my, the things so I can help myself. Right. I
1: am also doing those things, but yeah. for me, you know, I, I say, I, Change your thoughts, change your life. Right, like that's, that's right. And so, also, our body hears every thought we have. Whether it's the body actually tells
2: us our thoughts too. But uh, yeah,
1: but so you know, I could convince myself like I'm going to be tired all day. Well, no, I don't want to do that. Let's not. Let's change that story right now. And then, right. like you said, take the actions to yeah. to manage. You know, sure. and and so. I, it's so powerful, but I want to
2: circle all the way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely an hour on each thing. Yeah. But Um, it's good that you actually noticed that you were like, wait a second, because oftentimes people hear the, it's the voice and then you go, okay, what do you want to do with it? You know, yeah. it's telling you, it's giving you information, and you'd be like, "Oh, thank you for letting me know that." But then, then you're like, "Okay, now I can do something." Versus, like, right. "Okay, I'm zombie today." Right?
1: Yeah. And and you know, for me, my one of my answers is, and I, you just saw where I live. I'm I will spend extra time barefoot outside today between appointments because that's one of my favorite recharges. And and but it it just. So so powerful, and I know sometimes I get the eye roll when we talk about mindset and the power of your thoughts. I, I say this: I, I did start my healing journey before I fully believed I could. But it, if you work on the the mindset first, it's like exponentially the body can just then do what it's supposed to do so much easier. I wanted I want to touch on this, cause there is such an overlap and I know you see it in your practice and I see it in mine, this really kind of common issue with fertility challenges for women with autoimmunity. I, you know, I think the, the numbers are, I don't know the numbers, but, but I know they're high. Uh, and I want to dig in a little more into when I was younger, I thought it was, I mean, I guess when we have something we want and we don't get it right away, we think we get into that thinking there's a problem. And so it had, it took me some time to, to get pregnant when I was young In hindsight, it totally makes sense. Now that I know I wasn't healthy, even though, you know, no when one else... you say
2: time, when you say time, yeah, like what's time. No, it what's wasn't, like it took year? me,
1: I was, I was in my 20, early 20 in my twenties and it took me mm-hmm. two years okay which at the time so again it's all relative right for me at that time it seemed like you know i started getting into that mindset of you know oh my gosh what's wrong why can't i get pregnant you know everywhere you look there's a pregnant person <laughs> you know that it that's and that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about women you know, perhaps older women with autoimmunity, although I already had, I just didn't know it yet. Women, I know you specialize in, you know, women over 40, right? Like
2: late. Well, now it's really like, because women younger and younger are, are, are having problems. Coming through. Yeah. Well, I don't really. So here's the thing. I don't know if they're having problems. Okay. Like, in, like when they come, they're like, Oh, I've been trying. How long have you been trying? Oh, six months. Right. And if you are, are, you know, attempting to get pregnant, but you have all this other stuff, I kind of feel like it doesn't count. It doesn't <laughs> right. count because yeah. you're not, you're, you know, oftentimes, ta- I mean, not that it doesn't count count, but right. there's like all this inflammation in their system. And, you know, realistically, if the, if the, the, the field is clear, and then you're, you know, trying to get pre- like, you're, you're actually knowing when the person you have to is. be in touch with your body, right? right. Your it's partner, right. have your, has your partner been checked? Cause so a lot right. of like, we've been trying to, well, has your partner been checked? No, no, no he hasn't been checked. Okay. So I, I don't really consider that like. That doesn't count. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of the, the understanding that you need at least six months to a year of, let's say prep time like getting your body really healthy, any kind of inflammation, really having that so that you can take on getting pregnant, right? So if you're under a stressful situation or let's say you have allergies or other kinds of digestive problems that those are going to influence your whole health, including your sleep, right? And sleep is a big aspect of reproductive hormones, And you can't just say, well, I catch up on my sleep on the weekend. (laughs) Or, oh, yeah, that was a stressful time, but now I'm fine. It's like, actually, you you know, it takes a while to get rid of the the stress hormones. And then if you're constantly redoing it again or eating, you know, foods that are off, you know, (laughs) you know, like irregular times. So your blood sugar is going up and down, even if it's, it's not even a matter of like, do you, do you have diabetes or something? It's really this kind of irregularity and, and frenetic pacing. And so the body is getting signals that there's not stability and really, so there are a lot of different, there are a lot of different factors. But one of the things that I was looking at when you said, for instance, that you were trying, let's say for two two years. And at any given time, a statistic, I don't know, it's they look at even with the right timing and everything, they say it's about a 25% chance of conceiving. So we took the 24 months, like two years of 24 months. And we looked and we like took a quarter of that, right? What do we have six times, right? Yeah, which was like, six times like really where that would might have been it like and and then you're like okay so what we're looking at the other ones there were like all these other things going on sure and you start to look at like or or even within a year it's like 12 times if you've got the right window and all and all conditions are ideal or Like everything is in order. (laughs) Everything is in order. No colds, no inflammations, no all of that. Then we're looking at that window per month. And then you go like, oh, to conceive a human, (laughs) if you think about it, it's not that much. Right. It's just that it's spread out.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And so, yeah. So really like looking at like the long it does... It does take the amount of time that it takes. <laughs> now, if you have a health condition that's not being addressed, then what does that actually creates a bigger disruption?
1: Gotcha. What What do you because I, I and I don't know the answer to this yet, but I'm hedging my bets here that it's going to weather. <laughs> somebody listening to this, you know, is trying to conceive, thinking about conceiving or not, because I'm guessing anything you were going to answer with is going to serve anybody's general health as well. You talked about that year of, I look at it as like prepping the garden bed, right? Like you just don't... (coughs) throw stuff in the ground. I mean, you could, but what is something that you have everybody do, you know, if they're like, okay, you know, either they've already been trying or they know they're maybe they're, I love the ahead of the game thinkers. Maybe they know that that they're going to want to, and they find you and they, they want to get ready. You know, what's, what's a biggie. What's <laughs> yeah,
2: the best thing? thing if they can like decide that they just need to get healthy, no matter what. Right. Because this is what they want to do. Right. So it's like training for a marathon. You really want to like, you got to like take the steps to build yourself up to, but there are things like I'm really like all the sugar free stuff. Sodas, a lot of processed food, even if it's supposedly healthy, it's still processed. Right. I'm definitely much more plant-based just because they're, you know, the meat sources and there's so many different things right, that are going on. Also really, they got to take a probiotic because no matter what, as healthy as you believe your system is, that there's so many environmental factors, like all the microplastics that are around and those are endocrine disruptors.
1: Yeah.
2: So also like stop covering your food in plastic wrap Start using glass. Just the things that you can do, right? You got to also like what kind of shampoos and stuff like that that you're putting on your body. Soaps and things that are also endocrine disruptors. We want to like wherever you can, you got to like eliminate it, right? So the best that you can. And so those are, are a lot of things that those are, are great for people to just do. It's also environmentally better right. as well. Yeah. Right. But, and I love that you added
1: the best that you can because that addresses that whole like then stress ball perfectionism. We can't avoid toxins, but if we control what we can, take our power, you know, use glass, eat real. Clean, organic, you know, good food, and take those steps with our products. And our, I, I always say, you know, my my home is my haven. We just got back from vacation. I. I brought my, I brought dish soap. I brought like, I'm, I, I'm, i I take it to another level because it's easy for, that's not stressful for me. It's, it's, it's more stressful for me to pick up the bottle of blue dish soap and <laughs> wash something in it and then eat off it. But like where you can, that makes
2: sense, right? Where it, you can, where you can make those changes. Cause it's yeah. not that like, it's not the, and you'll, and, and what it is is that you're being proactive. And I think, that every action that you take, it moves you forward. So a lot of the focus that women have is, oh, it didn't happen, it's not happening. I'm not, you know, because they're looking at this one thing as their focus. And I'm like, everything you're doing, you're moving closer and closer to it. And so, you know, this idea of like immediate gratification or when I want it, I'm ready and now it should happen I mean, that is. I think that's where the big disappointment comes in their expectation, and then that, and then of course, there is that relationship with their body, which they haven't had,
1: right? right?
2: And then now it's like, well, what do you mean you are not? And it's like, listen, you haven't been listening to your body <laughs> for so long, and now you are at you want you wanted to, it to your, grow a baby, <laughs> yeah, but you don't even understand. You are not understanding like how it works, and then the this I know before you started recording, we were talking a bit about you know, women's health and, you know, women's health and women's bodies are constantly being managed. And so the idea, if you don't learn about your cycle, when you go and say, I'm having difficulty getting pregnant and there will... There are going to be plenty of things that are going to be found that might be wrong with you. And it feeds into and ties into this idea of, you know, there's something wrong. There must be something wrong with me. I need, you know, flawed in some way. And that is really a very much a narrative of being less than and not capable And then also our value is tied to being able to reproduce. Can we produce an heir? Right. And if not, you know, aging is also a big part of it. Everyone's trying to still look like they're 21 culturally. As we get older, you know, old people older are not respected and definitely women. It's a lot harder for them. So, you know, signs of fertility are are a part. Are having a child is a sign of fertility and youth and and all of that. <clears throat> and so, when you know someone is has a perceives that they're struggling, it does shake up a deeper core thing going on. And then if a, if they go to a specialist that tells them they're broken, oh, you're going to have a lot of trouble. <laughs> or you got yeah. <clears throat> your eggs are really like old or something that's, that's off, <laughs> that sets into motion, like the panic, like unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm You're giggling
1: right. because my perspective is so different now. And I, it's so, it sounds so absurd to me and I, I shouldn't be giggling. I, it's not to be disrespectful because it does, it triggers you know, well then increase somebody's stress like that and then good luck conceiving, right? Because they're living
2: (laughs) in this world of, oh my gosh, you know, I'm broken. My eggs are old. The fear, the fear, the fear mongering that I see. And now it's really because there is an industry, right? Fertility is an industry. Although in the recent issues that have been going on in the Supreme Court, there's a lot of questions about the status of you know the medical community with IVF like all of that now is coming into question about the practices and you know what constitutes life right and so this is a you know you know your your genetic material or how many cells constitute you know like a a a human Hmm. and so this is going to be I mean I I know that the 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 fertility community, at least the, the, you know, they're, you know, this is a lot of, this is shaking it up, right? really shaking that it makes up.
1: makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. I, I
1: don't want to keep you too far over time. I oh, yeah. know you've yeah. already given listeners some things that they can do, but I always wrap with the question and it doesn't have to be something you've already mentioned, but if listeners wanted to take one step today, to improve their health, improve their fertility garden, reduce their inflammation, all, all the things, improve their health span. I love that. I'm I'm stealing that word, by the way. Just me.
2: I forgot where I got. I forgot where I, I got. And I was like, hmm, life span, health span.
1: I love that. As I, I said, and I wrote it down, even though I said it, because I was like, I like that. I want to live young until I'm done, which is exactly Health span is a much more succinct way to say that. But what one one thing that, that people can start today to start to move the needle?
2: Well, there are a couple of practices that I do. So it's like a twofer. I'll give you a twofer. <laughs> <clears throat> one is a, is it's a, a is a these are activities to make a stronger mind-body connection. And, and especially for people who have difficulty meditating, you need to do something that will, and I like to do breath work, you know, like breathing in and out. I do like the, a, a really quick Wim Hof that I, I love it because it's guided, you know, so someone who's like, Oh, am I going to breathe? You just have, this, this is like telling you to breathe in and breathe out and breathe in and breathe out. And what that does is that helps to reset your nervous system. And then you're aware of your heartbeat. You're aware you can feel your circulation because you are focusing on the breathing in and out that you really can't think about other stuff. That's intruding because you just, you gotta, you gotta focus on it.
1: Right.
2: And, and someone is, it's just like kind of guiding you. So that's a, a really easy thing to do. And why do I like it? Because it also increases oxygenation and oxygen saturation and that changes your mood, so you feel better, more positive outlook, right? So when you're inhaling, exhaling, you're doing the oxygen exchange. It's also a way of we consider detoxing. And then the other is a, a routine. I got I got it from this. I, I saw it from this doctor, this physiotherapist, which is a lymph kind of a thing for like helping to do like a lymph, yourself lymph massage. And it's called like a big six, but I actually added in to make it like a big eight or like an eight. And I do that every morning and I teach it to all my patients to really start to move that fluid in your system because the lymph system is the, like the waste system. So you get that f- to help drain out inflammation. So breathing and doing something like that really starts to clear out a lot of inflammation and get you in a good space and you feel better, right? You just, you will feel better, right? And that's that's where I would just like to start, like to do it as a practice. So they, they take what, 15 minutes, maybe 10, 15 minutes, you do it. Anything more than people don't do it right but you, yeah but you can do it like the limp stuff I do it in the morning while I'm waiting for the coffee like drinking water and I'm waiting for the coffee you know to 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 brew brew and like and, and so I'm not doing anything else I might as well you know do this yeah and you really you feel you feel the stuff kind of moving and that's I love that's that cool, right?
1: It is so important and you know circles back to we were just talking about managing toxins. We've got to clear them. It's not just about reducing what we're exposed to, but we've got to, you know, support our body. In clearing that inflammation and those toxins. So I, I love yeah. to say, I, I somehow knew you weren't going to pick from the list you already gave us.
2: <laughs> oh, did I give, I, I forgot. All I right. love but, it. You know, okay. So then, oh, so, no. Ch- so these are the movements. So in Chinese medicine, they've got like a, like a Qigong is like a meditative movement, similar mm-hmm. to yoga. If you do yoga, you're going to get a similar breathing and moving And also Tai Chi, those are designed to be a mindful movement with breathing, and that helps your chi move. So that's a, I just contributed to an article for Fitbit. I can share that and I'll I'll post it on my my site as one of the, the articles. The idea really is you are just helping to your system to move, right? And only you can really do that. Right. No one you can, can, get no one can I love, do that yeah. for you. Yeah. But once you feel it, see, the thing is, is once you, you actually feel the stuff moving and you're like, Oh yeah, now I can, like, I get it. Yeah. And it becomes
1: your, you know, you don't want to stop. You want to feel like you I'm sure want to do that every morning when your coffee's brewing. Cause you know, it's going to, you're going to feel well.
2: And you'll feel the, 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 you, it, it's actually pretty instant. What I'll tell you, utility, you do notice like right away, you'll, you'll notice like things are moving. And then that's like the inspiration to be like, oh, this does work. Right. It does work. I love that.
1: For, for listeners that are listening on the go and may not take the time to check back in in the show notes where they'll find their links, where's the best place to find you?
2: Probably the best place to find me is going to be on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> and it's uh, Integrative Healing Arts NYC. Love it. Love it.
1: Cho, thank you so much. You have shared such amazing gold with us today. I, I hope listeners listen to this three times. And I cannot encourage everybody to to follow you, find you, reach out to you because you are doing amazing work and you're helping people achieve their health goals, their fertility goals, and their their health span goals. So yeah. thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as
0: I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.